eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beer and Howard Griffin. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side of the microphone. And Evan, we're getting into the dog days of Big Ten. This is the time where... If you're going to make the tournament, you, you got to make your push now. You got to do something because you're running out of days. You're running out of games. Michigan defeated Nebraska 93-72. Sounds great, right? It does nothing for him in the long run. And that's just it. It does absolutely nothing. You might as well have just had a dinner full of cake icing. Yeah, well, And listen, Jolly Ranchers because what, it did nothing for you nutritionally. And what, what it could do... But it also could hurt you, and this isn't just a hater. This is just from a basketball fan. It could give you confidence, mm-hmm. but it could give you that sense false <laughs> that sense of false confidence where you guys think you're better than what you actually are. Because listen, they're winning right now because they're they're beating bad teams, right? right. Michigan, right? Nebraska's awful. They have yeah. no size down low to Nebraska, compete with Minnesota, that team. Yeah, Nebraska, Minnesota, probably two worst teams in the Big Ten. So it. It's a nice win, and it's nice to see right. that their three-point shooting is starting to come around. But when the chips are on the table, what happens? Here's the thing. For Michigan, it boils down your final seven games. If you want the tournament— you got to beat Indiana twice and Michigan State. really that you simple. Home. you got Indiana on Saturday. At Wisconsin, you got Michigan State next Saturday at home. At Rutgers, Wisconsin at home, at Illinois, at Indiana. So you're going to finish up at two, ironically enough, two places both named Assembly Hall. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you, if you want to go to the tournament, and, oh, we didn't, no, no. In this seven-game run? You can't slip up. You got to win six of the seven. And, and you're lucky that you have ranked teams. And like say, right. There. You, you, you got to win six of the seven. Now, if you, if you go seven it's for seven, you're probably putting yourself in the play-in type game. You go six for seven, you're still going to need to win two games in the Big Ten tournament. Now, if that's the case, yeah, I mean, because right now six of seven, you're on the outside looking in, and you better hope that a lot of 
the, the smaller conferences win their tournament. They get the thing done. Because other than that, you're in trouble. Yeah, and I think that they do need they need to get to the tournament this year. I don't know where Michigan basketball goes after this year, and I guess that's not really a concern to them. It's not. They got one recruit coming in. I'm assuming Jet's got to be gone, right? I think, I think he's gone. I think Hunter comes back because honestly, I don't think anybody wants Hunter. Let's well, be real about it. Okay, I think we're I, big boys. I told you this a couple months ago. One of the newspapers put out how Michigan football is doing that up north trip again. And then they said Hunter Dickinson will be there. And I'm like, well, that's right when they, he should be preparing for the draft. Right. So I think he predetermined before this year even started yeah. that he wasn't going pro next year. Yeah, he knows he's not coming back. Um, and then you got the NIL deal. He'll be fine. But, yeah, for Michigan, you don't have any quality. You got one quality victory. You got Northwestern. And uh, you got to hope that they keep winning because if they fall off, where and, does that— And, I mean, if you walk in there to the tournament committee and say, well, we beat Northwestern, they're going to be like, son, Northwestern doesn't make tournament ever. So I made it like twice. Right. That coupon's expired. You may want to take a look at it again. But you know what? Everything's in front of you. And that's just it. They could go on a run like Michigan State did in 2020. Yep. You got Indiana. It's going to be ranked at Wisconsin. It's a tough place to play. You got Michigan State. Hated rival at Rutgers. At the rack. Wisconsin back at home. And then at Illinois. And then you finish the year at uh, Indiana. Which I'm shocked. It's not Indiana versus Purdue. Because that's normally how they end the year off, but it's going to be a tough place to play at Indiana and at Illinois. So I think that's your separation week right there. Yeah. If you were teetering, but once again, one loss is all you can afford and you really can't afford that. But you're one, but you're not sleeping easily at night. But yeah, you look at the team. I, I don't know what to say, what they are, because yeah, you beat bad teams. Congratulations. Michigan's going to finally show me what they're made of coming up. So that's how I see that. Now, Michigan State, Oof. they won. Oof. I, I, they won over Maryland 63-58. Oh. to 58. oh, that game. They scored the first 15 points in three minutes. Looking great. Looking like the Warriors out there. They scored the next 47 points over the next 37 <laughs> minutes. I know. I mean, you could look at it at Maryland went on a 58-47 to 47 run to end the game. But, yeah, the state jumped out. They looked like world beaters. They looked like. Joey's hitting off balance like I mean, anything shots. that was going in was bouncing in and falling in. They, that was the fast start that Izzo wanted to see. But then I, I think the elephant in the room is, is Malik Hall. And I think with Malik, it, it really boils down to. He looks so indecisive, out of phase, indecisive. A lot of that, I think, is because he's been injured, really hasn't practiced, and he hasn't worked with these guys. And let's face it, by this time in the year, through practice and through games, you kind of know what everybody wants. You kind of know what everybody does. You know their tendencies. You know that if this guy runs up the court, he's running for a corner three. This guy's going for this. This guy's going to run right down the middle of the lane. He's going to expect it. Malik's regressed because he hasn't done that. And when he's out there, it almost looks like four-on-one where it's him versus his teammates. I'm glad you say that because there's times where I watch him and he just starts dribbling. Yeah. That's where he gets himself in trouble. Where he's good, he gets left, the ball, he makes that move. Back in, left, go Boom. to the right, go to the left, go to the right. <clears throat> the only problem is he backs himself underneath the basket 
Now he's got to take a tough shot with three, four seconds left on the shot clock, and he's double, triple team because he's backed himself into a horrible spot mm-hmm. where, geez, my man, LeBron James probably couldn't hit that shot. It's the same thing that Hauser does when he starts dribbling too much. It's like, it, you're right. It's know your game, right? right? And it does seem when he's out there, they just go stagnant. And that's the problem is, I don't know what the plus minus was, but man, when it was like he was the cooler. When he was in the game, things came to a halt. Maryland goes on a run. I mean, it, it's just because I thought for again, I thought again, like, man, Michigan State's about to blow this game. When Maryland ended up, I think they took the lead 40 to 38. And you're like, you've got to be kidding me. This team was once up 15 to nothing, and now they're losing 40 to 38. But they found a way, they pulled it out. Two huge free throws. AJ Hogarth just he needed them. He did because he's been down the stretch. Nailed them both. Cemented the victory, and they're probably looking. Michigan State is somewhere, ironically enough, between the seven and ten range. Mm -hmm. So as of now, I think they're back into the ten range, which means they just wear the dark jerseys. But same game. I remember one one year, Izzo was so angry. Because he thought Michigan State should have been a seven seed, but they were a ten seed, and we're like, "Well, Tom, you're you're in the same spot. You're just wearing a different jersey." And then he kind of stopped and was like, "Yeah, I guess you're right. Like, yeah, everything that you wanted is still right there." Yeah, I mean, in the same bracket. Yeah, if you're a seven seed, go beat the seven seed. And okay, now you're the new seven seed. You just got to wear the green jerseys instead of wearing the white jerseys. I but, always love that about the NCAA tournament. You're going to have to face somebody good. So whether you face them in round one, two, or three. Now, that's the thing. For Michigan State, can you get out of the first weekend? Because I haven't been able to lately. Other than uh, the final four, it's either final four or you're done. There's no middle ground. And what was it, 299? Uh, 99. 2019 was the last time. They knocked off Duke. They made it to the final four, and they lost when it was in uh, Minnesota. They didn't get to go in 2020. But ever since then, they lost in the playing game to UCLA, who went on to go to the Final Four. And then uh, last year, they lost to uh, Duke in a close game. But then in the they end, just didn't have enough at the end. Max Christie decided you know, he didn't know which team he was playing for and threw the ball away. And can they get out this second weekend? Because here's the here's the problem: where you're situated now, you're going to either play a number one seed or a number two seed in the second. I mean, the second game. Odds are not looking that great that they're going to make it out the second weekend again unless you're going to upset somebody. Well, and I think upset is kind of a loose term this year because there's really only, what, five powerhouse teams in college hoops this year. I mean, Houston is – they're probably the favorite right now, wouldn't you say? See, I wouldn't even say that. I think Purdue, I think, is still probably going to – I think Purdue is going to be the number one overall seed. Okay. The only good news about that for MSU is you won't be in Purdue's bracket because they try not to get the same conference. So, unless you play them in the Big Ten championship game or somewhere in the tournament – Bama's really good, too. You probably won't see Zach Eady. Now, Bama, they've already played State, and my God, it was that bad that most people have forgotten. Yeah. They played. Now, Bama, I think, is – I still think Bama is just peaking way too soon. It might be. This is so new to them that they don't realize you got to pace yourself. And they're just running and running and they're going to burn themselves out. Basically, you know what they're going to look like? A Michigan State game with 10 minutes left in the game and the team runs out of gas. 
because that's that's what I think Alabama's going to do. Where if there's ever a team to that you could probably pop early, it is Alabama. That's just how I'm thinking. Now the funny thing is, I love their coach, man, Nate Oates. Yeah, oh. he's a local kid. So uh, for a while, people thought he would maybe be the heir apparent to Izzo, but it looks like Alabama just re-upped him, so they're going to take care of him. And you know what? If you're top five at Bama, who cares? Yeah. Your life is pretty good. You're not under the microscope You'll there. You'll never be under the microscope. You will always be the second school. You will be the second team ever, always. Well, and I hate to say it, but at Michigan State, basketball's number one. It still is. In my nah, eyes. No, no, no. You know what? You don't think Izzo runs that? <laughs> or is it only it, because no, no. it's him? Izzo runs it. But don't football. You saw what happened when Mel Tucker had a little bit of success. Well, no, you're right about that. But he I, had a little bit of success, and all of a sudden, Tuck coming, keep chopping, and basketball was kind of that. Oh, okay. nobody, yeah. nobody. Think about this. Nobody was really upset. Basketball lost when they lost because we were still on the same high. Oh, we, you know. We're going to run this thing back. We just, we just won the Rose Bowl. No, we had just won the uh, Chick-fil-A Bowl. Well, I'm thinking even back with D'Antonio. You're right, because yeah. you're coming off such a high that it was okay if the basketball team lost a couple games early on. Yeah. Or in the past years, you know, they've had these three-game losing streaks. Think about it. Yeah, games. most people only remember, oh, well, Jaron Jackson got benched in the Syracuse game. If you ask, like, how many games did Michigan State lose that year? I think definitely like five or six. I think they lost four or five. Yeah, they were great, including the final game. Like they not only did they beat teams, they were killing teams. That game against Purdue, like to end the year, was something else. They won. They clinched the Big Ten with like two weeks left, two or three weeks to go, and they were already the champions because Izzo was like keeping them. Now the thing was, it was all about Nasser, and people forgot about oh, it. And it's also been Michigan State's bugaboo but, shooting. Yeah, but it was. Um, yeah, well, now football. Football's good. Okay. I mean, yes, basketball. They're really good at it. And now Izzo, you know, has his way with things. But trust me, if Tucker won the Big Ten this year, you oh, know, you're it, right about that. It's cool when you know all of a sudden football and basketball are good at the same time. Like in what was it 20, 2015 when both teams went to the Final Four? That was kind of cool. Football team went. And then a few months later, I think Denzel and those guys uh, beat Louisville. I saw a stat that I think there's only, and I might be, this might be too many, four schools in the entire nation, entire nation, that have won two national titles in football and two in basketball since 1950. And Michigan State's one of them. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Yeah, and I think... It was, it was something else. Yeah, because somebody had sent me that. It was, it was only like, a, like two, maybe four. I'm saying four might be heavy. It was a, it was a Venn diagram. A buddy of mine yes, sent it. It states right in the middle. It was. Let me see if I could pull it up. Yeah, because it was weird. Isn't like, that crazy to think of, though? Like, you don't think of Michigan State national titles with football. I mean, I, there it is. Yeah. You got it. So who's in that main circle? Multiple national titles. Uh, football, football basketball, that. hockey, and baseball. That's it. Okay. It's nobody. 
The close, yeah, Michigan State and Florida, Michigan and Minnesota. Okay. Yeah, you forgot that their hockey team was winning national titles yeah. in the 2000s. Like, but it's wild. So, I mean, it's just, I sit there and I think, is this the and year football, that- Football, basketball, hockey. Are they the only ones? They're the only one. Okay, that's what it was. Yeah, they're the only school that's won one in football, basketball, and hockey. Is really? It- Crazy to think because Since 1950 before Michigan fans chime in, but we won. Yeah, the, 1950. Know. Yeah, you you were playing the uh, good humor people. So yeah, well they had what one title after that? Uh, yeah. So yeah, please spare me. Okay. And it's not even about that. I'm just saying right, that like some it, people you know, overlook. Oh yeah, Sparty Bias and Michigan won. Really, your grandfather wasn't alive yet. Also, by the way, whether or not I like your team, you shouldn't care about that. I can talk about your team with my bias and not liking them, but still admit when they're yeah. good or bad. Yeah. We admitted all year long how good your football team is. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Do we take enjoyment when they lose? Absolutely. But you do the same thing with oh, Michigan State. Absolutely. You do the same thing with Ohio State. Well, right now you're not hearing much because the basketball team is so bad that they're trying to act like, well, we only care about football. But trust me, if— if they go on a miraculous run and they make the tournament, all of a sudden, because I remember a few years ago when Michigan fans were calling the show because I said, well, you're not going to beat Gonzaga. We can beat Gonzaga. Funny, don't get any Michigan calls anymore when you're losing. It's funny how that works. It's but, just, but yeah, I think, yeah, football football is is always going to be king, especially at MSU. We just haven't seen success. But, yeah, think about the Antonio years or Mel right, Tucker David. that year. Trout them out on, during – <laughs> right, it's like, oh, game. my God, you know, they showed, I mean, they both coaches. They show Izzo at the game, the crowd goes crazy. They show Tucker at the basketball game, the crowd goes crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now we'll probably get more into them, but as far as bat football goes, I will say, <sighs> originally I was going to say, you know what, I, you know, I hope they have an open competition when it comes to the quarterbacks. But then I, I did a little deep diving. And honestly, I don't care who's the quarterback. I know a lot of people are going to be like, it's got to be Peyton Thorne. It's got to be Caden Hauser. Argue over. You, at this point, to me, you're two bums fighting over a cheese sandwich. Okay? Yeah, show me. Michigan State historically does well when, and I'm going to say the outlier was Kenneth Walker. But he was an NFL, when they have NFL players. And Kenneth Walker was an NFL player. And he made an offense that was bad look good. And we're not talking fringe. We're talking right. you step in from day one and you're Ken- an NFL Kenneth, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker yes. is that guy. Yes. Okay, he may be the rookie of the year. He's up for the rookie of the year. He is that dude. He is him. For Michigan State, it really boils down to your offensive line and your defensive line. Because when you look in those, we talked 2013 to 2015, when they were winning titles and they were winning the Big Ten and they were, they were one of the, the elites of college football, you had pros on both sides. You get an offensive line with, and I mean, you can kind of see a microcosm of that in, in the NFL with, with Brock Purdy. He had an offensive line. He had a defensive line. He didn't have any NFL experience. Don't make mistakes. Lean on your defense. You'll win games. Same here. Your offensive line has to get better. Now, they got some transfers coming in. Mm-hmm. Your defense has to get better. You got uh, women in Brule coming back. I think that's going to help. You got some top 100 freshman D linemen coming in. Long time ago, man, Larry Foot Sr. 
told me, you got to win the offensive and defensive line. Good, great football teams have that. Especially in the Big Ten. The wide receivers, the running backs, they come and go. But if you dominate the line, you'll win. And, and just looking at it, Michigan State has not been able to do that. Now, Walker was the great elixir because the defense was horrible. I and mean, he was the lipstick on the pig, let's be honest. And I mean, right. He, he made them look like they so, belong. So, yeah. So, while everybody's going to be arguing over who's going to be the quarterback, I'm looking at the line. Because if you get the right line, Payton Thorne will look great. Hauser will look great. Uh, 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 Noah, Noah Kim, Kim will look great. They'll all look great if, if they're protected. Yeah, you've if you got could time open to up throw. Holes. I mean, yeah, they don't have Joe Burrow back there, so he's not going to overcome your but mistakes. I'm, I'm telling you, Spartan fans are going to waste so much energy arguing over who should be the quarterback, and it really means nothing. And that will take care of itself. Because, yeah, it all it all boils down to that. Now, I will say this, and, and I want to I do want to wrap this up with this. <clears throat> Iowa may have done everybody a, a favor with oh, the new contract. Brian with Ferentz. Yeah, Brian Ferentz. Yeah, Brian Ferentz, Kurt's son, offensive coordinator. Kurt Ferentz comes in, and you know he he couldn't fire his son, but he set it up like, son, this is the best I can do for you. Going to cut your salary. That's the bad news. Good but news. Only by like 50K, so it's not that much. Good news is you can make it back. But. Yeah, the 25. Here's a caveat. <laughs> Offense must average over 25 points a game, and we got to win at least seven games. You do that. You get your money back, and we'll go back to the old contract. I think this is the way every coordinator's contract should be set up I from think here on out. That's how almost everybody's job should be set up, should be incentivized. Because it, it frustrates you, and I think of Scotty Hazleton, who's a nice guy, but my God, your defense, especially your pass defense, is awful. It's like you don't even try. Yeah, it makes when, you when, wonder, like, what are you guys practicing? When— multiple, what, two, three years in a row, the first number in your ranking is one, and not the number one. No, it's a three-digit one. Which means <laughs> there are group of five schools, there are max schools who have a better pass defense than you have. No, there's max schools. Right. Like, <laughs> like You're not even in the middle of the pack of the Big Ten. You're last. Dead last, like by far. And you He's look at coming some, back. the Big Ten teams, and you're like, right. what? Right. It was no great like, – C.J. Stroud. And you only play him once. Right. Like, right. You, you, you let Tanner Morgan dominate look you. like Joe Montana. Yeah, with a little bit of Steve Young. He never had a day like – that's the day he's going to be telling his grandkids, hey, let me pop this DVD in and show you grandkids what I did. Oh, look at Graham Mertz. I mean, he was sweet in, like, 2020 when it was COVID – Right. For the first few games, but after that. Well, heck, he, he did a good job against Michigan State. It's like, your pass defense has to improve. And I love that way that contract is set up. I would do that for offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators. I would do that. Like, look, if you're not producing, you're not doing your job. And here's the thing. Brian Ferentz uh, is fired. If they don't get it, he's fired. Yeah, he's done. Kurt Ferentz is going to come in and say, son, I told you. You didn't hit these numbers. I love you. I see you at Thanksgiving, but gotta fl- I gotta let you go. And also, you you made seven hundred thousand dollars, so I think you'll be okay without right, having a job for. It's just the accountability. And you, and you know what he'll do? He'll bring him back on staff, make him an offensive analyst. See, I don't think you can bring him back. You can't bring him back. He's gonna have to go someplace else, no. or he'll have to go coach high school. But well, maybe you know. But, th- but see, now if you if you structure contracts like that, 
it wouldn't be the whole, well, are you going to bring this guy back? He he waxed himself. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. We were talking about dead man walking earlier. Right. That's exactly what he is. I mean, the only thing you may see is in a final game, a team running up the score, scoring 84 points to try to balance it out. Like, why aren't you playing the, why the starter still in? Uh, we're just working out some things. No, I want to keep my job. We got to score 84 points for me to get Could to that bonus. That? You know it's going to happen. Well, <laughs> I, if, if it was my job on the line and I'm like, well, you know, in order to keep this job, Evan, you're going to have to score 64 points tonight. You're going to go grab your quarterback and say, guys, we're about to have some fun. Right. You're Paid. not coming out the game. Show them what you can And I'm do. telling the backups, if you get in there, you're going to keep going. We are not running the ball. We are not killing killing clock. We're scoring on a man. We're going to be old Big 12. Going for two. Right. We're going to go old Texas Tech, Michael Crabtree, Big 12 football. So, yeah. That's – I just lo- – I love that. I hope that that sticks around. I hope that that stays. So, what you got? All right. So, this is hot on social media today. When I came into work this morning, Marvin Harrison is trending on Twitter. Do you know why? No. So Javon Bullard, Safety Georgia, the one that laid the hit. Right. Uh, Marvin Harrison, I shouldn't laugh, but I'm a big memorabilia guy. So a memorabilia store in Georgia had Bullard sit down and sign a bunch of 8 by 10 photos. That's the photo, and it says night-night. Is that out of bounds? That is. Yeah, that is because he seriously got hurt. Like and he, I mean, look at the photo. He's face down in the ground. Night, night. Yeah. So Marvin night. Harrison Jr. subtweeted it, said, laugh out loud, bet, as if, like, let's play again. Yeah. That, that's out that, of bounds? That's a little out of bounds. Because I think if you're a Georgia fan, that's like one of the cooler things you could have. It, it is, but... Yeah. And I might be insensitive with that take. I get it. No, I mean, it's it's kind of like how you, like, there's certain things. Like, I don't watch the 2017 Holiday Bowl that Michigan State rolled Washington State. Because that kid. Because the quarterback killed himself yeah. 10 days later. And it's just not the same. Like, certain things, like, Marvin Harrison was done. Like, you were concerned about him. Yeah. This wasn't, you know, like Blake O'Neal with the punt. Like, Okay, you you screwed up. That was funny. Or when you see the meme when uh, Justin Lane is doing the the choke sign to oh. the Michigan receiver, right? But you know somebody seriously hurt. I just wanted your take on it because me, I was like, I think it's kind of cool. But uh, if you're a now, Georgia fan, yes. But I mean, it's it's one of those they are not selling it anymore. Just to let you know, yeah, that's that's that is taken uh, off the website. A, because it was insensitive. Oh, you, just, you just drove the price up. And B, they stole that photo. They didn't have the rights to that photo. Uh, now you really, you just drove the price well, up. Well, that's now. what I said. Our, our boss, Jimmy Powers, a big Georgia fan. I'm like, that's going to be a $1,000 photo now. 1000 They were selling it for 130 bucks. That, that thing's going to be priceless. For dude. anybody that has it, yes. That, that's one of those that the really rich Georgia boosters may pay a couple, like $20,000, 30000 for that photo. Especially if you can get it signed. With that night-night subscription. Yeah. Especially, like, if Harrison goes on and really does something, then that's the photo of him. Yeah, I mean, it's like like Jalen Watts Jackson. I always feel bad knowing, dude. His hip is broken at the bottom there? When you see the replay, when you score, your career's over. Yeah. These, last, these are the last 10 seconds of your college football career. 
right here, right now. You're going out in a blaze of glory. I think most athletes would take that, hey, you get 10 seconds to play, but you will be a hero that will be talked about forever. Ever. But you'll never play again. You'll be selling cars. Yeah. Well, I mean, Ishbia could maybe hire him. Hey, he could. Seems to hire his his friends. Right, wrong sport, but yeah. yeah it doesn't matter. Maybe maybe there's an opening with the Suns. That could be. <laughs> I mean, he, he's wheeling and dealing right now. That is true. So I also heard this this morning, and we can end on this. How about the fact that Michigan State has three graduates that are NBA owners? Yeah. Tom Gorris, Dan Gilbert, Gilbert, now Matt Ishbia. Yeah, Matt Ishbia. It's kind of crazy. 10% of the league it is, is owned by. And in the ultimate petty store, uh, when they did the voting, there was one owner who did not vote and abstained. At all. That was one of the Michigan State graduates who he's in a bitter feud with. And he doesn't own the Pistons. <laughs> and he does not own the Pistons. You can figure it out like that. <laughs> he once paid LeBron. He then got angry when LeBron left. And wrote a hate letter. And then he once paid LeBron again. <laughs> I think you could all figure it out. All right. For Evan, this is Rico. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Keep telling your friends. Keep subscribing. Keep liking. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Five Star Zone.